This week's Wolf Mania is flying solo. Hello, good evening and welcome to Wolfmania the podcast, your weekly chapel of chat and laughs. The slightly sentimental, seriously silly sibling of Wolfmania the website, www.wolfmania.org. Wolfmania, the podcast that critics have been calling a bit like being stuck in a tent next to a couple of idiots. Well, usually it is. I'm sorry to say, I have difficult news for you tonight. One of our idiots is missing. That's right. Wolfmania the podcast has been hit by the big sidekick strike that you'll have heard so much about in the news. The captain, leader, legend behind Team Tim has cried off. Where once there was slightly forced laughter, there will only be awkward silences. This is Wolfmania the podcast, with Andrew, but not Tim. Looking out of the window here at the Internet Space Station, there's a ragtag gang of protesters gathering outside the Sainsbury's. Someone's shoved a demand for equal airtime and a bigger split of the merchandise from our shop, www.wolfmania.org shop, under the windscreen wipers. There's a guy with a Hey Batman, Where's Robin? placard, and a dude in a Scrappy-Doo outfit. A Scrappy-Dude? Just lobbed an egg at me. Make no mistake, listener, this sidekick strike is serious business, and I do worry about the impact of a puppy power-out, but I do firmly believe that the show must go on. This encyclopedia of everything isn't going to open itself, and if that makes me a scab, then pick it. I can't be sure, but I think I've managed to get the controls up and running here in the space station, so if you'd like to get in touch with us, please do, we're very friendly. You can either email wolfmaniapodcast at gmail.com, you can find us on Instagram at andrewwn, the W and the M are both capitalised, or I don't know, just come round on a Monday night. We're here and recording most weeks. There's pizza and beer. It's a good time. Actually, uh, this Monday night, there's quite a lot of spare pizza and beer because there's uh, just me here. So things could go south pretty quickly. Come round, listener. Save me from myself. Before I do completely melt down, let's get to business. This week, I'll be opening up our encyclopedia of everything at the letter J. It's a very Wolfmania letter, the letter J. J for Jay Maskis, J for those jaw bands that Tim likes, like Jawbreaker and Jawbone and Jawbox, Jawman, Jawer and Judas Priest, uh, J for Jackman, brackets Hugh, that sort of thing. But rather than plough that particular field again, I thought I'd try and spice up this slightly jaded marriage by uh, bringing in a brand new show. Because that always goes well, doesn't it? Dragging more people into a marriage. How quickly I've forgotten uh, LOL from Gonch and uh, Eddie Metal. I will be uh, expanding our network later on when we introduce you to uh, two brand new stars. And they will be stars in our new Fashion Forward segment of the show, Jersey Boys. I promise you, you do not want to go anywhere and miss that. Thinking about LOL from Gonch and Eddie Metal, though... Even with this sidekick strike on, it didn't cross my mind to give them a call. I did do a couple of interviews uh, for a new number two, but I assure you none of you want to hear Wolfmania the podcast with Andrew and Steve. 
Instead, we're in disaster recovery mode here. I think we all knew that one day this day would come. And so the backroom team here have been working very, very hard, creating a CGI Tim out of newspaper and bits of string, just like they would have in the, uh, in the Star Wars films. We got Andy Serkis to come round, covered him in ping-pong balls, superimposed some pictures of Agent Cody Banks, pre-programmed some Argentinian Division 3 football facts and a little bit of bad back, and away we go. I hope to catch up with the real Tim at the end of the episode, but in the meantime, I know you're going to love the Robo version. Give him a few minutes to warm up, it can take him a little while to come online, but I swear you'll hardly notice the difference when he does. While we wait, the uh, rest of us have got a little bit of catching up to do, I think. There have been a couple of uh, major incidents here in the world of Wolfmania, the Wolfverse, if you will, and I'd like to tell you about them right after this break. Wolfmania is coming back after a 20-second break in the podcast. A quick cup of tea and a flapjack will burn a hole in your pocket like a cash bag. With a beast that I found on my iPod, gonna drop it like a hot pot noodle. Welcome to part two of Wolfmania the podcast with Andrew and CGI Robo Tim. Uh, thanks for coming back, listeners. Uh, uh, there were a couple of a uh, couple of interesting uh, things that happened in the uh, the Wolfmania verse over the last couple of weeks. I thought I'd better share them with you. The first one, of course. Uh, was that uh, in Brixton last week I briefly came out of hiatus uh, my rock and roll hiatus for one last job and uh, uh, one bit of Wolfmania live rock action Uh, some of you may have noticed your records skipping your downloads deleting and your streams drying up that sounds terrible Um, yeah your streams running dry um and the reason for that of course is uh that uh i've changed the course of music irrevocably forget everything you think you know about songwriting and stagecraft there's going to be a run on drawing boards round at ed sheeran's nearest argos i did try to record the uh, career spanning selection of my classic hits uh, for what i thought would be a handy Wolfmania live in london episode uh, but uh, when we got the feedback from the sand truck that was uh, parked outside with the hundreds and thousands of uh, revellers who couldn't get in, it was just an unrecognisable alien mess. The levels of entertainment were clearly just so far advanced of where we are now that the computer and the sound team's human, tiny human minds couldn't comprehend it. Uh, it was like that film Arrival, um, when those space octopuses came down and they squirt out inky jets of future wisdom while the army fuss around below like panicking ants. I felt pretty sorry for the uh, the bunch of little lads who were on afterwards. This is a new song. We wrote it while we were travelling. Sorry, love. Paradigm shifted. Get the fuck off. If real Tim was here, he'd uh, probably say, swearing, uh, right now. Um, I kind of missed that. Come on, uh, come on, CGI Robo Tim. You got anything for... Let me try it again. Sorry, love. Paradigm shifted. Get the fuck off. Swearing. Oh, that's better. That's better. Next up in the uh, the big events section of the Wolfmania-verse uh, was uh, Dungeon Master Dave's wedding. Those of you who, uh, who, uh, who go back as far as uh, episode uh, D with us, I, I don't think most people have actually got as far as episode D yet, but those of you uh, in Team Corfu 
who uh, who remember back to the uh, the double episode D will remember uh, Dungeon Master Dave, the uh, doyen of Play Canvas, the master archer himself. Uh, he got married. He uh, finally rescued his princess from the right castle, and uh, and we had a we had a very lovely day. Uh, thanks to his hospitality, the bride and groom looked wonderful. Elves and orcs mingled freely, and uh, all were treated to a mighty feast consisting of. 406 loaves, 250 eggs, 100 pounds of cheese, 2 quarters of oxen and 16 of mutton, 37 capons, 11 chickens, 2 boar's heads and feet for jelly, an unspecified number of pigeons and waterfowl, locally sourced provincial mead and Chianti imported from Tuscany. There were good times. Medieval times, but good times. Speaking of uh, good times that we had in the past, I have been listening, I think exclusively I have been listening... Back to uh, episode I, last week's episode of Wolf Mania, the podcast. Pretty sure I'm the only person who has uh, who's made it through that one. Um, but for those of you who have, you'll remember it was our very famous Iron Maiden map episode. It was uh, the There's No Iron Team, But There Is An Iron Tim episode. And uh, we did leave a couple of dangling punchlines that I'd like to clear up this week uh, in the section that we like to call Last week's punchlines today. Don't call it last week's punchlines today. <laughs> In the unlikely event that any of you are first-time listeners this week, uh, welcome. First of all, I should probably explain what we uh, tried to do with last week's punchlines today. Uh, really, it is a uh, one week behind the fact chance for uh, us to finally shovel over the line some of those jokes that we just skied into row Z. Uh, uh, in, in the week before's episode and the first one of those uh, came about last week when we were talking about a donkey I sponsored uh, the donkey called Tom Harrison we were uh, implying that uh, uh, he died a very wealthy donkey uh, a bit like a millionaire rap star surrounded by lady donkeys in gold bikinis uh, on jet skis with uh, large shades on and uh, what I think we should have suggested is that uh, he was called not Tom Harrison, but Snoop Donk. Yeah, if you if you you did want to laugh there, uh, Robo Tim, that would uh, that would that would be good. Um, fine. The second fun time fix. I'm not going to call it that again. That I'd like to run past you is a, as a result of the section in last week's episode where I accused former sidekick of the year, Tim, of mum trafficking. I think he was uh, thinking that we could set up a new business where we would send people's mums round to just sort you out. Uh, and uh, I think that if we did do that, and of course we don't, it would be illegal, we would be making more mummy than sense. Hmm. Okay, I'm just going to wiggle, uh, just jiggle a couple of the wires here on uh, CGI Tim and uh, see if I can't get him working because uh, these awkward silences are killing me. Brox. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, there we go. Lots. Right, we are back. <laughs> I think it's doing something. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. I can't think of a funny hat. Well, that'll have to do for now. Uh, because last week uh, we got uh, an email from one of our wolf maniacs who said that they'd very much enjoyed 
our show about the letter I, but that they were surprised and not a little disappointed that we hadn't covered, surely, the most Wolfmania of all eyes, indie rock. That's uh, it's, uh, an oversight. Well, well, I'd like to think that every episode is so infused with the spirit of indie. Every episode <laughs> is all about blooming indie yeah. all the way. They wouldn't exist if it wasn't... More or less. We'd, st- we'd have to talk about it all the time because it's just there. Because that's... Because it is it. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then I thought, also, on last week's show, did we not spend a good two and a half hours giving the bloke from Elbow the business? <laughs> <laughs> We did, we did. <laughs> we, 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 compl- we ripped him up into tiny bits of paper. I felt pretty bad about that. Did you? A little bit. He's not done anything to harm, has he really? No, he's a thoroughly good man by yeah, the yeah. looks of things. Quite talented, if you're into that kind of thing. He's an excellent singer, yeah. um, a talented poet, and seemingly a very nice guy as well. Yeah. Um, just don't like doing the voice. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like it. It doesn't even sound like him. <laughs> Chips and gravy. Oh, Sylvia Plath. <laughs> but no, you know, it's uh, no. He seems to be um, a completely right-thinking, uh, uh, big-hearted. This is no Tim. We can't be backpedalling on this stuff. No, we're on uh, apologising for the indie. Okay, apologising for the indie is the indiest thing that you can conceivably do. It is. So whoever wrote in. Yeah, I think we've addressed that. Well, sort of addressed it, but it got me delving through the archives, Tim. Oh, really? And uh, I thought I'd maybe uh, maybe I've been a bit harsh on uh, the chap from Elbow here. And uh, oh, when I were a young man, my dad had walked me round town and he'd show me all the big municipal buildings. He said, "Don't forget, son, that's yours. <laughs> that's yours, and it's mine." <laughs> and. Uh, also, I wanted to have a listen to see what it actually sounded like. Oh, yeah. So I could really perfect uh, my impression of him, okay. which uh, <laughs> sounds a bit like Peter <laughs> Kay, as far as I can establish. G- generic and- Northern. <laughs> you sound like the old sound like Grandpa Simpson <laughs> when you do that. <laughs> my buckets! Um, my back does hurt. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I went through the elbow archives. Oh, yeah. And I think I found... There's got to be a better name for that. Well, the, the elbow archives. Yeah, the El... It's going to melt your brain. Yeah. What did you find? What did I find? Yeah. I think I found uh, a brand new elbow song. Did you? Yeah. It, doesn't, it sounds like it's uh, uh, lifted from work in progress uh, and it's, it, it's uh, clearly a live take and it sounds like um, well should we play it I think it's called uh, Don't Make Me Put The Mask On let's give it a whirl yeah oh yes lads I love it you put that pipe down and put your foot through it that's grand now the rest of you Wanna give you the nod? Give me some anthemic woe woes. Lovely lads, lovely. But I don't remember telling anyone to stop. Great, keep it just the right side of the rose. Here we go. The wicked from the top estate used to wear his coat. 
You know what? Maybe one day I'll write one as good as that. Then we can quit our jobs. Sorry. Jobs. I say it in that voice because we've got to open up the encyclopedia of everything at the letter J and we've got to, unfortunately, the necessary evil that is jobs. When I was a boy and dinosaurs walked the earth, my dear friend, let's call him the demon axe warrior Davis Wilkins, wrangled me a job interview at the place where he worked, doing something or other with posh books. The chap interviewing me asked me one question and one question only. Are you anything like Dave? Dave was conscientious to the point of insanity about his work. His then fashionable messenger bag spilled over with things he couldn't finish inside office hours. He was driven, focused and deathly serious about doing the best job he possibly could. Me? Well, I was obviously going to be a pop star and just needed something to tide me over for a month or two while I finished, started, writing my screenplay. Maybe it was a sitcom. The one that I was definitely going to finish, actually start, writing any day now. So, you know, I don't care really. If I have got to do a job, I prefer it not to be evil. And generally, I try not to be a dick. But, you know, no, I'm not much like Dave. Thank God for that, the man said. He had a big moustache like Sir Roy Strong. Can you start tomorrow? That was 20 years ago. R. Kelly was number one in the charts with Flying Without Wings. Tony Blair wasn't quite Prime Minister yet, and I was completely ill-suited to the role. At the time of recording, I'm still sort of employed there. Still completely unsuited to the role. And that screenplay or sitcom or whatever it was remains resolutely unwritten. I celebrated this momentous anniversary by buying my excellent frolegs, that's the middle ground between friends and colleagues, two tonnes of pizza the other day. My mammoth two-decade loyalty bonus going straight into the oily pocket of Papa John. The guys, guys, many of whom were at nursery when I started, gobbled it up, thanked me warmly and swore to themselves that they'd never let this happen to them. Happy 20th posh book birthday to me. Don't get me wrong, I don't hate the job. I'm lucky to have it. And at the time of recording, I sort of still do, though as many of you know, we have been in talks with Hospital Radio, and as no one knows, on Wednesday I'm bunking off to go to the cricket. It's not entirely evil. I'm proud to have been able to give like 50 or 60 other people a job that they didn't really fancy over the years, and most of them have been reasonably cool. My job interview technique hasn't changed much from 1997. Essentially, do you think I'm funny? Could you just pretend for a bit? Excellent. 
you're in. Sure, I sometimes try to blame the hours in the office for taking time away from the 30 to 40 big sweeping art project ideas that I have each day. And sure, the customers are almost always wrong, but you know, it's not the worst job I've ever had. No, that was a plastic dog shit factory in Lye. Actually, I think I visited the world's worst workplace the other day. It was a mega corporate call centre in the middle of Docklands. Every inch of wall space was covered with sales targets, weird passive-aggressive motivational posters and lists of rules. Even the urinals had migraine-inducing graphics explaining what you could and couldn't do in there. That wasn't entirely motivational. Instead, it was a panic attack that you required two laminated passes and three code words to get into. There were glassed-off rooms full of people whose job it was to monitor social media and jump on you to sell sugary shite if you said something like, I just don't know what to have for dinner, on Twitter. There were techno-cages full of put-upon people clamping down on news agents who had been caught selling those not-to-be-sold-singularly cans of pop out of a multi-pack. I met their international mega-boss in his end-of-level lair. It was a Baron Greenback lookalike who boasted of his facilities Grade 2 Agility and Grade 1 Ability and his success in launching the single digital human, for Nestle no less. I don't know what that means, but it sounds pretty evil, I suggested. Yes, he laughed. I suppose it does. We were hurried around his tower block by a fast-talking, lightly perspiring bald man in a weird suit. He ran down backstairs, avoided obviously off-message salespeople, and visited the Funtime Breakout Room, which was a flagrantly fake indoor beach surrounded by rules and regulations. It was like the crystal maze zone they don't want you to see, like a disco in the Death Star. There were five blacked-out floors in the lift that nobody would explain or acknowledge. Presumably it's where they burn the bodies. Of course, the worst thing about any job is the people. I do realise that this flies in the face of absolutely every work-leaving speech that you've ever heard. An office is just four walls. It's the people that make it special. If that's true, though, how can work-leaving drinks routinely throw up stories as heartbreaking, harrowing and, frankly, a little too hot for daytime listeners as the one I'm about to tell? Seriously, you you might want to fast-forward five minutes. There's quite an upsetting gear (laughs) shift on the way. Like... A truck driver (laughs) going second to fifth. Um, I was at a a work do the other day. That's pretty pretty sexy already. Pretty sexy. It was in the evening. Networking event. It was a networking event. and uh, Canapes and cocktails. Standing awkwardly uh, next to... uh, Whoa! Sound (laughs) of geek klaxon! (laughs) I was standing awkwardly next to... A young woman from my work, and uh, I've spoken to before. Um, and uh, what, what can we call her? We're very friendly. That sound. Um, I was think that we're not very friendly. That's what made it sound absolute filth. Um, what shall we call her? Let's call her. <laughs> let's call her Libby Gosling. Libby Gosling. Libby Gosling. Libby Gosling. Let's call her Libby Gosling. And uh, we were standing awkwardly, <laughs> as you do, at the networking event. When she said a sentence that I, I never thought I would ever hear, uh, and that raised more questions, as with most Wolfmania things, more questions than it did answers, 
She said... Seriously, a, listeners, last chance to bail out. icebreaker. You have been warned. Andrew, I'd have sex with you, and not just because you've got cancer. Which, listeners, <laughs> I do not have, by the way. Let me point out. Sex. <laughs> neither of those. <laughs> neither of those things. Um, and, uh, yeah. That was that was a big icebreaker. Yeah, that's quite... So, uh, if you could pause time after, I think, she, uh, after she said that and rifle yeah. through the appropriate response, to the appropriate response, and then what was the response you actually gave? It felt like time had stopped anyway yeah on, on a on a dime and when, when, uh, you, when you came round and they were <laughs> <laughs> splashing water in your face or your colleagues surrounding you St John's ambulance well I, what I said was that's very flattering but I haven't got cancer <laughs> what I think I said and it, uh, I think I said it immediately, but it could have taken about 25 minutes. <laughs> I might have gone out, left the... Like in, uh, you know, in um, that X-Men film, when the speedy guy, quick man, quick silver man, yeah. uh, when time stops and he gets to rearrange the room because he's going so fast and he can move bullets out of the way of people. And he okay. can, I think that might have happened. Whilst I was walking around in the end of the sentence, I'd have sex with you and not just because you've got cancer. I think I was just walking <laughs> through an empty room as the, as the oh, somebody picking up a canopy, I took it out of their hands, popped it in my mouth, had a bit of a think about it, thinking, wow, everybody at my work thinks I've got cancer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this girl would have sex with me. <laughs> which do I deal with first? Yeah. I, yeah so um, I tried to deal with both and uh, by saying... Uh, that's very flattering, but I haven't got cancer, you know. Uh, to which she said, "Oh, whatever it is." <laughs> <laughs> she sounds horrible. <laughs> so, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, usually speaking, um, I just one of the, yeah. It was uh, it was one of the bleakest sentences <laughs> of my entire life. Yeah. I just think, and uh, especially you know, since missing out on the big promotion at work. Oh yeah, yeah. I might have to put in a discriminatory uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But it's the only reason you didn't want to talk to me about that because you think I'm, ugh, you know. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. It's got you all all shook up. Yeah, it's um completely soured. Ah, uh, work relations, and also this episode of Wolfmania, <laughs> late night slash early morning, the big questions, big chat. See, I don't think I've ever, I've ever been propositioned in such a way. I don't think I was being propositioned. I think she was just being friendly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I think, I think it was. That's probably a proposition, isn't it? Didn't happen. No, of course it didn't. But you know, I don't know. Was it? I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, I think you dealt with it in a very gentlemanly fashion. Yeah. You charmer, you. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying, I said. I'm sure it's probably not the case. But uh, I'd like to think that that's, what, that's how we got out of there. Yeah. I made my excuses and left. I made my excuses and went to play darts. That's what actually <laughs> happened. Went to play darts against the chief finance director. Oof, uh, high, st- high stakes. Yeah, you'd think he'd be better at doing the maths. 
Really? On the on the darts. And he's no. terrible at it. Yeah. So, oh, something like that. I'm not I'm losing confidence <laughs> yeah. by, by the minute. So, all right. Prove anything with figures, can't you? Yeah. yeah. Numbers don't lie. Yeah. Is this any way to run a career? <laughs> None of these indicate a well mind. No. <laughs> They're not the products of a well mind. This is, this is not. This is not give the people what they want. I, I, I blame the weather. Like, it's weather. Weather's nice and sunny. Yeah. It's, it's you know that's usually when the murder rate goes up, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> and like you know, people get a bit funny when the weather gets. It's like uh, kids at school. Like my mum always used to say, if it was really windy. Yeah. The kids get a bit manic because it's really windy. There's a lot of energy around. Do they? Yeah, they'll get a bit wound up. They react to the to, to the, the wind. wind. To the wind, yeah. I am unaware of that. Yeah, uh, that's true, I think. That they make sense. We're a product of our environment, aren't we? So the sun, sun's out. Sun's out, gun's out. So we get out there on the streets. Do, and, some, um, do some street magic. Just <laughs> 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 be really confident. No. Incredibly confident, but I have nothing. I have nothing to give them. Give me your watch. <laughs> I'm going to put your watch in my sock and stamp on it. There'll be a gang of young people standing around. No! Boom! <laughs> yeah, filming it on their mobile phones. No! Boom! <laughs> what? <laughs> he, put, he put his watch in his sock. What? <laughs> Where's he gone? Yeah. We'd have to have magician, street magician names. What would yours be? Uh, the Mosquito. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be buzzing. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what would yours be? A Big Lips. Big Lips. Big Lips and Mosquito. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Our YouTube channel blowing up. Oh, it'd be brilliant. Somebody, uh, um, I was in Croydon the other week, just walking down from the station, and somebody clearly had got a YouTube channel-based I don't know. If, I don't. I'm not sure it was going to be street magic that they were going to do. I think it was going to be some kind of keepy uppy based challenge. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, uh, they kept. Uh, they'd all got sort of Olivier Giroud hair. Yeah. And they were standing around by the recently gentrified twenty quid burger van section of town and trying to collar any of the attractive women who were walking past to get them to somehow go. No way! <laughs> Whilst he did some keepy uppies or something on the back of his neck, and all of them, without fail, kept just blowing them off, going, "Not a chance! Not getting involved." I walked past about four times, going, oh, "Go on, get the wizard involved! <laughs> Come on, have a have a little word! Go on, please!" Oh, just so he could do some keepy uppies. And I thought, you know, I thought, you know, I look pretty hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Thought they might get involved with this old clown. And then I was just going to put in a two-footed tackle on him. Yeah. <laughs> hoof, a, hoof it all the way to Fairfield Halls. Just going to put in a right-blocking <laughs> yeah. challenge on Reducer. Him. The reducer. His standing leg. <laughs> Heave the ball down the road <laughs> and just leg it. <laughs> no but, way! Oh, boom! <laughs> His career's over. <laughs> It's over, and there's a big lad running quite slowly, but clearly at full pelt, down the street with the ball under his arm. It's threats of assault. <laughs> but that intervention's getting ever closer. We should do some street magic. We should do the mosquito and big lips. 
what would your what would you, what would be the first thing you did? You'd you'd go up to a couple of tourists. Yep. Yeah. I we could go out to the park. It'd be brilliant. We'd yeah. go. We'd take it up to the top of Hyde Park. Yeah. By Kensington Palace. Yeah. 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 Um, where the, where all the the tourists are up there, all having their photos taken next to the Princess Diana thing. Yeah. And I would <laughs> go up there. I've got a pack of cards. Yeah. And I would flick them straight in the face <laughs> like that. And then run away. <laughs> no. No. And and they'd be going, what's what's going on? What's going on? And then I'd get out a picture of Princess Diana. Yeah. And run away. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're thinking about. Queen of Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a bit, so of, I do. A bit of an LP. Very good. Yeah. That's your card. Yeah. Boom! I'd I'd get them to get a twenty quid note out of, them, out of their wallet. Yeah, and then I'd set fire to it. Yeah, and then I would. <laughs> what you do? Get the watch out of my sock from earlier <laughs> and, and give it to them. <laughs> That's what I do. The mosquito. I would take somebody's phone off them. Yeah, and then I would type my number in it. Yeah, then I'd phone it, <laughs> and it would ring. I go. It's for me. <laughs> oh, big lips. <laughs> but I do it with such confidence. Yeah. And with the neuro-linguistic programming, they'd be like, what has just happened there? No way! <laughs> what? What? That's it. What? Oh, no, it's for me. <laughs> it's not actually that good, is it? That'd be mad. That'd be mad. mad. Yeah. <laughs> Well, literally, would be mad. They'd <laughs> <laughs> be really angry about it. <laughs> okay, clearly, before we go behind the magic with Mosquito and Big Lips, uh, there's going to need to be a little bit more work on that show. But here at Wolf Mania, we do have a brand new series that I think you're going to like. It's not gone unnoticed here in the uh, Internet Space Station that the popularity of internet fashion blogging is on the up and up. It is, isn't it, right? It, it is. And with London Fashion Week coming up, we here at Wolf Mania the Podcast are excited to launch our flagship new fashion show. We call it Jersey Boys. Hi guys! Hi there Jersey Boys fam. I'm literally so excited right now because Tim Possible and I are going to be doing our first Jersey Boys podcast for you all. And I know you guys are going to be loving it. We're going to give you some advice on kind of how to figure out what your brand and style is and then how to establish that brand and how your style can give a sneak peek into who you really are. Hi, guys. Welcome back to uh, Tim Possible. Today, we're going to look at how that plain old sweater can make you feel better. Here's Andrew with a quick countdown. Let's talk about the five types of jumper you should be wearing literally right now. Literally all at once. Literally hot. That's a little tight, but you'll get used to it. Is your winter layering centred around the same navy cable knit you wear every year? It's time to jumpstart your jumper game! One. Supersize me. The accepted wisdom in fashion circles is fit is everything in menswear. Well, that makes sense if you're looking for a smart suit, but I'm not. I'm wearing a jumper. This year's knits are rewriting the rules and going large. On the runway, jumpers have been used to exaggerate proportions. Large jerseys, little guys. Some pieces blur the lines between jumper and blanket. So if you're packing knitwear for a picnic, pick up a big knit. Get a big jumper. Nice piping. Perhaps try it with some epaulettes. Maybe in burgundy. Two. Prep it up. 
If you want to look smart and casual, why not try the Jocko Hero look in an Ivy League frat jersey? This is fertile style territory, playing nicely into fashion's all-encompassing thirst for applique patches. Mm, fashion. For appropriate less animal house jurors, why not pull on a cricket pullover and why does you like to really bowl the maidens over? How's that for fashion? You're on trend. You're on trend. Mm, on trend. Three. Rolling, 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 rolling. The roll neck. Jersey of choice for both art critics and love bite hiders is back in a big, big way. Fitted, fine-gauge skivvies can be worn on their own or layered with your regular wardrobe favourites like shirts, coats, or post-ironic berets. Guys, 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 don't tuck it in. Four, get some cardio. Whether you're Kurt Cobain humming some grunge under a bridge in Seattle, or James Brudenell, the 7th Earl of Cardigan, leading the charge of the Light Brigade at the Battle of Balaclava, that really was a fashion-first bit of the Crimean War. The humble Cardi is the fascinating fasten-at-the-front jumper for summer. Put it on, take it off, do it up, don't do it up. Just be yourself. You Fashion. go, guys. Fine. Zany prick. Are you, in the immortal words of Nick Cash from the band 999, feeling all right with the crew? No? Well, this year, why not make your jumper a fun-per? Jazzed up with a roll call of quirky characters, designers are going all out in the novelty stakes in a charming childhood throwback. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, some weird Japanese cartoon that looks literally terrifying. Wrap up warm in the knowledge that everybody loves an adult baby. Oh. Oh, that really doesn't suit you. Shouldn't we be walking around HM saying this? <laughs> if I'm able to get a bit of, uh, a bit of inspiration. Find the worst items in H&M, try them on Instagram it, there we go. And that's all we have time for on this week's show. Remember to tell us how much you're loving our work with our jersey mail. Love you guys, be yourself. Lemon yellow, lemon yellow, lemon yellow. Cashmere lambs will Angora. Don't forget, listeners, check the pattern goes all the way around. Man, young people are tiring, aren't they? I'd sort of hoped that the Jersey Boys segment was going to be uh, the story of Frankie Valley, not that one, the, uh, the Welsh one, the postman from Prestatin, and his new Four Seasons. Ideally played by Bernard Sumner, Bernie Winters, Jerry Spring, uh, and all of the fall. Yeah, not to be. Anyway, before I sign off for the evening, I think I made you a promise at the start of the episode. CGI Robo Tim has done us one hell of a job. But I said we'd uh, catch up with the real man. And that's just what I've managed to do. Apologies for the uh, quality of the sound here, people. We were in a flouncy cafe bar. Some of you, if any of you have actually made it this far, congratulations on doing that. But uh, I'd like to fulfil a promise that I made at the start of the episode, which was that we would catch up with Tim later today. And uh, if you've been with us this far, you'll see that the CGI Tim has perhaps been letting us down a bit. He looks the part, he sounds the part, but there's something just a bit off. So uh, I've come down to Devon uh, to seek out Tim and beg him to come back. Tim, please end the sidekick strike.
Hello listeners, uh, it's all true, it's all true. I came up in a way for a little mini break and uh, in a, enjoying the fresh air and the sunshine here in my, my home state. And uh, Andrew's detective skills have, uh, have uh, found me and here. Yeah. I, followed the, I followed the breadcrumb trail, <laughs> which was literally um, copies of the Slint records, <laughs> the breadcrumb trail. And lo and behold, here he was. Um, uh, filming, well, recording uh, a new episode of what he hopes to be a, a new show on the network. Uh, the show Jacuzzi. Jacuzzi featuring uh, myself, the Jacuzzi, and the and revolving door of guests. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm happy to say that I was uh, the first guest, <laughs> and I suspect the only guest on that show. <laughs> some, uh, some audio issues with the bubbles. It was, it was a little bit bubbly, wasn't it? It was a little bit bubbly. I also think it was possibly illegal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, possibly, possibly. Uh, my shorts inflated twice their size. <laughs> they did. We, uh, Not due to the conversation, let me tell you. We got tutted at by uh, some kindly elderly ladies who uh, looked like they were about to do some kind of splasher size yeah. class. Yeah. And uh, successfully, we did at least manage to uh, sneak Tim in for free. Yes. Into the <laughs> swimming ball. I signed in into room 160 uh, something. <laughs> <laughs> Waltz straight into the pool. Asked the uh, the gentleman on reception. The gentleman on reception asked me. Sorry, I'm a bit hot after it. It was too hot in the jacuzzi. It's done for my mental state. My my cognitive function is low. Uh, (laughs) The man on reception said to me, "Have you been been here before, sir?" And uh, I said, "Yeah, yeah, sure, of course I have." (laughs) Only then to realise I had no idea where the changing rooms were. I had to ask him immediately. Fortunately, he didn't rumble me. Uh, and also, nobody stole my clothes from uh, the locker, which I was unable to lock due to not being a resident of the hotel. It, it was a complicated uh, locking system. It was. It was, it was a, a tricky one, but uh, yeah. I'm slightly concerned you were going to have to either walk into town in your pants or phone your mum to come and pick you up. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Lesser of two evils. Yeah. It's a bit like, what's the, who's James Bond? I forgot his name. Uh, the new one who kicks people in the head. Uh, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. The new one. Yeah. The new one. Is he the new one? For the past He's been 15 years. years. He's no fierce president. It's like that bit in Doctor No when he walks out the sea. <laughs> Actually, Doctor No. No. Doctor No, stop. Back you go. Yeah, so we have. Uh, uh, we've been casting the new film Pool Crashers, listeners, with the. Uh, one of the Wilsons, can't remember which one's got the blonde hair. Uh, I think that's Owen Wilson. Uh, Richard Wilson. <laughs> Richard Wilson. <laughs> which is the one who played Speedy, M- Speedy McGill, the car. Uh, Speedy McQueen? Speedy... Uh, he's a car, in, and he's like in, Fasty the Racer. Oh, in Cars? Yeah. The worst of all Pixar. Worst of the Pixar Ooh. I've not seen it, so I don't know why I'm saying that. I, like, I love the first one. Yeah, okay. Uh, Have you seen Planes? Is there one called Planes? Oh, yeah. I bet that was straight to giving away with the newspaper, wasn't it? Yeah. I watched it over Christmas. Pictures of John Cleese as a British jumbo jet. He's snooty. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I don't like the sound of that. It's dreadful. It's set in the very tense world of plane racing, which I don't believe exists. It kind of does, but I was talking to my my mother about this only the other day. If I say we're talking to her, it wasn't a conversation I was ranting. About the Red Bull Air Race. I was ranting about sports that's so complicated that they shouldn't really exist. Uh, I went swimming the other day at my local, at my home. You paid to get in there? I did, yeah. I pay pay handsomely to go in there. Uh, 
and uh, I was looking forward to an hour. It was in the evening, a rare evening swim. Uh, and I'd done like half an hour when the lifeguard blew his little whistle and said, everybody out, everybody out, uh, because it was time for underwater hockey, which sounds like a really contrived... Push, push, pushkin or something? Pushkin. Pushkin. No, when you uh, mention this, because you've talked about it before, octopus. You're obsessed with it. You should I'm join a team. It would kill me. <laughs> I do not have the lungs for that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. To join an octopus league. But the guys who came in, it was reassuring to see they were kind of like all shapes and sizes and all yeah. ages. So yeah, that would have been... Maybe I should join, join the octopus the league. Is it an Olympic sport? Probably now, aren't they? There's all silly things. Isn't uh, climbing, climbing up walls? That's in the next... That's not in there. That's in the next Olympics. Is it? Yeah, I was talking to my dad about this. Apparently there's going to be different uh, disciplines like, you know, how quickly you can get up there. I've watched it. On and the... also, I guess... You know, you've got to use all the yellow ones or all the red ones or something like that. It's a bit like a computer. Yeah. Andrew, just for the record, listen up. We're sat, we're sat in a fashionable uh, Exeter. Uh, it's it's like that. How do you describe it? It's a cafe bar, isn't it? Cafe bar. And Andrew, I've, I say the day it opened. Yeah, I've sent Andrew to the uh, to the till to buy us a couple of refreshing drinks after our athletic endeavours, and he's come back with two plastic cups with the weakest lemon squash. It says it's old style lemonade, uh, leading me to believe that in the olden days lemonade was awful. Yeah, <laughs> we've never had enough of it. They rationed it. It's a really it's like homeopathy. <laughs> A couple of pipettes of lemon squash has gone into a pint of water, but it is very refreshing. It's very refreshing. Uh, it would be more refreshing if I just poured it on my face, <laughs> which I may yet do. But yeah, Pool Crashes, starring uh, Vaughan and Wilson. Vaughan and Wilson as, uh, as uh, Ricky Wilson. Ricky Wilson and uh, Robert Vaughan, interesting piece. <laughs> Johnny Vaughan. Johnny Vaughan. I guess he's playing the Johnny Vaughan now. <laughs> Johnny Vaughan, I'm Ricky Wilson. <laughs> that kind of works. I've, I've seen worse casting than that. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Vaughan. In the world's most unlikable film, Pool Crashes. I don't know, Johnny Vaughan is pretty popular, isn't he? I'm not sure. He's, he's not, not with me. I've always quite liked Johnny Vaughan. I don't know much about Johnny Vaughan. But he's, uh, he's carved out a career for himself over the past As a 30 years. Celebrity he? Chelsea fan. Celebrity Chelsea fan. He's lost all his hair. Yeah. He's been in prison. Isn't he in prison? I believe so, yeah. For, for something. Doesn't seem like the kind of guy who goes to prison. But... What about Ricky Wilson? What about Ricky Wilson? Weight loss is Ricky Wilson. Right. <laughs> the trouble with Ricky Wilson, if you were actually doing the Ricky Wilson, you'd have to sit in that chair with your like, legs all yeah. over one arm, wearing a waistcoat, because, and uh, twitching. Once on the way to. Um, our work Christmas dinner everybody fell silent for that because I did the important voice <laughs> um, on a, the way to our work Christmas dinner I was wearing a suit well jacket you know it didn't look like I was wearing a suit but I was wearing a suit black tie white yeah. shirt yeah. Um, waltzing into work floppy ginger hair like that yeah. bloke came up to me in the street and he just went hey Ruby 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 <laughs> pointing his finger at me yeah. And I was like, what? what are you doing? Yeah. Ruby, 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 Ruby! <laughs> what? It's you! It's a little aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, and what's the next line in the song? That's don't, what I, don't, I think it was na 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 na
tried to get across to him that he wished I was <laughs> Ruby, 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 and would he like my CD? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, but <laughs> honestly, have a go at this. It's a bit like it. <laughs> you. <laughs> I get Sorry. upset when people say it, but <laughs> but you might like this. <laughs> Hundreds of reviewers coming, and we've got Wilson and Wilson and Vaughan yeah. uh, in pool crashes. Yeah. I think that Vaughan's been married. Yeah, collapsed. His, <laughs> his marriage has collapsed, uh, and but Wilson can't put him up because he's got 17 kids. Yeah. So. It's so true. for some reason, and one of them is training to do a triathlon. Ricky Wilson's training to do a triathlon. A triathlon. So he just spends a lot of time down, yes. down the pool. Yeah. And. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to get Vaughan in for free. Yeah. And disasters follow him around because he's a big lummox. Yeah, he ends up without his clothes. Yeah. Doing an exercise class with a load of old women. Yeah, when he loses his shorts. His shorts. Uh, he eventually falls in love with the uh, Eastern European receptionist. Yes. Yeah, he probably does. That seems a bit weird, but yeah. Well, after a lot of uh, ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, and. Hello there. Oh no, uh, and uh, veggie breakfast is what was mine. No, I'm not eating. No, I didn't I didn't know one of those. Yeah. Looks good though. Oh 67, sorry. Ah, that's right. Really paid on the oh, Thank you very much. Enjoy. I'll Will do. Enough, Cheers. Where are we? Bad news, bad news for Tim. Um Hey, Tim. So yeah, Vaughan, who is uh, um, receptionist? Uh, who is the her? <laughs> She'd be <Probably>. great. <laughs> She'd be fine. Absolutely fine. Anyway, uh, listeners, I'm going to eat a veggie breakfast. Tim hasn't got any. That's why Tim is thin and I am meatier. Uh, I am going to eat at home. Yeah. I should the, actually order something. The listeners do care whether you're going to be eating. Yeah, so I should. They're worried about you. I was anticipating eating with my family, but... To logistics, not your uh, your pod family, not my pod family, <laughs> no. who have been crying out for you over the last 45 minutes. Guys, of this guys, difficult. Guys, I'm back. And I'm difficult. Looking forward, I'm looking to look forward to a summer of laughs with you. So uh, you know, sit tight, stay patient. I think we can. Uh, oh, we can all look forward to a summer of laughs. Yeah. See you later. I'm gonna have my breakfast. Bye, Bye now. Boys.